Hey, welcome to The Sample Cupboard, the place tucked away from the hustle and bustle where we come to have a chat about whatever's on your mind. I'm Johnny. And I'm Kay, and we're here to sample all of life's ups and downs in all their glory. Grab a drink, get comfy, and close the door behind you. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, yeah, well, thank you. It feels nice to be back on camera. I know. I feel like we were away for a little bit, but now we're back. I forget sometimes that we are recording video. I have to be on my best behaviour. I'm such a fidgeter as well. <laughs> I'm constantly, like, playing with my rings, like, rubbing my fingers raw down underneath the camera. <laughs> anyway, how have you been? Yeah, we've been good, thank you. I'm super excited because we've got a guest on. Yeah. This is our second guest of series two. Yeah, already. And we're only like four episodes in. This is amazing. I know. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Equally excited to speak to this guest because we both know them, don't we? We've both got our separate stories of, of meeting them. Yeah, I feel like every guest, one of us knows or the other doesn't. But this one, we actually both know. And it's actually a really small world when you think about it. And this is kind of how small the fashion world is. Yeah. This is guest I actually went to uni with. So following on from our convo last week about first year at uni, I met Charlotte in my first year and then I actually ended up living with her in my third and fourth year, well, like halfway through my third year and my fourth year. How do you know, Shah? Yeah, well, it's in that same year that you lived with her, I actually interned with her and I didn't know that she knew you until probably like three or four weeks into our internship and then found out that she was living with you and it was just, it just was like, like you said, such a small world. So, and I haven't seen her or spoken to her since we left and that was nearly four years ago now. So I'm really looking forward to speaking to her and catching up with her. I know, I don't even know the last time I saw Shah. I actually think it was in Ibiza. Really? God, you meet everyone in Ibiza, I swear. Like, everyone you've met has been in Ibiza. <laughs> I know. I think we can chat to her about this in a bit, but I think she did a year in Ibiza after we graduated, and I think that's when I last saw her. Anyway. Yeah, right. We should probably intro her then. So, today we're going to be talking to Charlotte Courtney. She is an ex-fashion buyer turned digital marketeer, and she has co-founded her own digital marketing agency called Develop Digital. Um, she started at the beginning of this year. So obviously we were in the peak of the pandemic then. I'm really looking forward to talking to her about how she transitioned from fashion buying into launching her own business. I cannot wait. So without further ado, let's get started in. Hey babes, how are you? Welcome to the sample cupboard. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh yeah, we're so excited to speak to you as well. How are you doing? How, how have you been? Yeah, really good. Busy. I feel like the last couple of days have just been a bit hectic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So we just introduced you then. Um, do you want to tell us a, like, a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so I started a marketing agency. So I co-owner of a digital marketing agency called Develop Digital Agency. And we basically, yeah, run Facebook ads for e-com marketers or e-com brands. So yeah, that's what I do now. Oh my God, amazing. Yeah, so is it is it paid ads that you specialise in then? Yeah. Is that like your niche? So I specialise in Facebook and Instagram ads, but we are so hoping to be able to like expand like Pinterest, TikTok, looking into Google ads as well, because like all these platforms are so important now. So um, 
So yeah, but at the moment, Facebook and Instagram ads. Okay, cool. It's such a massive world, I feel like, with mm. the whole world of advertising, especially with paid ads. Like before I'd worked in marketing, I had no idea at like just the amount of thought that went into the things that I was seeing. Yeah. Um, and also the results that you can get from it is crazy. I know. Especially now as well with everybody being on their phones and like, you know, people haven't been going out to the, sh- the, the stores for over a year so digital marketing has been how people are selling products promoting stuff um it must be really exciting we're going to talk to you about that in a minute but firstly do you want to just talk us through sort of how you like where you started really obviously we know that you were a fashion buyer at one point that's how we met when we were interning and you were on the buying side and um then you went to stockholm for a bit as well so do you just want to like give us a little bit of a timeline of what you've done yeah so yeah I basically me and Kaylee went to university and did fashion buying together and then obviously did my placement year with you Johnny at that point I was like fashion buying is probably for me I'm probably going to do this as a career and then when I was in my final year of uni one of the tutors was like H&M like do buying and you'll basically be able to like skip the first admin stage and then become a like buyer a lot quicker so I basically applied for that job kind of like at that point was on the fence whether buying was for me I think like funny of uni kind of like threw me off a bit um, and I was like kind of a bit interested in marketing but kind of didn't think it was possible I think I was so like excited by the adventure of moving to Stockholm and like living in Sweden more than I was excited about pursuing my degree uh, pursuing my career in fashion buying (laughs) yeah I don't blame you it's a nice perk it is a nice perk yeah it was so nice and didn't you go I was just saying to Johnny I can't believe but I think one of the last times I saw you was it in Ibiza so was that just before you'd gone yeah or just after I can't remember yeah oh yeah I skipped that part so yeah I graduated and then took three months went to Ibiza um was a shot girl out there literally had the oh my time God. of my life it was incredible. how did I miss that like literally how did I miss that it was I was like 21 it was literally the best like if anyone's ever considering doing an, a season in Ibiza like hopefully next year we can like just do it it's where just did incredible. I see each other I feel like it was in like an outside area of a club which one was it? It was Ocean Beach. Was it Ocean? <laughs> oh no! It was it was Glitterbox. It was Glitterbox. Oh in, my god! Um, yes. In High, my favourite. Oh, that was like one of my last nights. So dull. I can't believe how long ago that is. That's so bad. I guess it's the pandemic and everything. But and you're in Sweden. Literally, I left Ibiza, had five days in England, and then flew to Sweden and started this job. Oh my god! So how was that? Like, how did you find the buying role and and just the lifestyle? So I guess it was really slow at first, which is probably surprising to a lot of people because they think that buying is like so fast paced. But I was like trained up really slowly, like didn't really didn't do so much buying for like the first like six weeks and then someone left and I took over their role and like basically took over the whole of like knitwear department so that was really fun and I basically worked with like knitwear and jersey like my whole time there um and it was like different from ASOS because when I was at ASOS that's all online you have a lot of free reign and you can like do so much more because it's online like people care less like it's more fashion but when I was uh, in Sweden at H&M it was a lot more like reserves like and also you were 
focusing a lot on like stores. So store and online is really different. Um, and you, it was a lot more admin than working with products. And then about six months in, I actually changed role from like buying and went to be a product developer, like product developer system. Oh, cool. So I actually was only a buyer for like maybe about six months. And when you worked there, the difference was the buyer was more like the merchandiser. So they did all the calculating, the store, they looked at the figures and the, the assistant would look at like the individual countries. So that was really interesting because you were kind of deciding what was going to like specific markets. That's very merchy. That's literally what I did when I was at Topshop. Yeah, it That's is. That's crazy. It's funny how different it is at different businesses, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And obviously, I know you did a stint at, at, on the branding side at ASOS as well. Mm. So that in itself would have been very different to yeah. the own buy side which is different to then another company. Yeah, yeah. Or what I will say is that, yeah, H&M and ASOS are like worlds apart in terms of how they do their buy-in mm. and how the roles sit. Yeah. And then when you when I did product developer, that was like, we were looking more at like the colors and like approving the swatches and like doing fittings and things like that. And I didn't calculate anything. So I didn't do like any like real analysis. It was all just product development. Um, and they do so much of licenses as well. So it was a lot like talking about like getting prints approved. Um, so that was quite fun. Mm, yeah. And then the pandemic hit and I was like half working from home, like literally in the office like two days a week. So then it went back to being really admin heavy um, and like keeping up with timelines and suppliers and making sure that everything's on time. That was kind of like my responsibility. So um, it was like so much fun, but then you get to the certain point and you think, okay like how much more is there to do like within like product development and buying I guess yeah so I guess it goes without saying then really because you kind of just touched on it there but at what point along that journey did you realize that you wanted to move away from fashion and go more into what you're doing now was there like a turning point so it yeah and it wasn't really like so much a decision to move away from fashion because I literally decided this career when I was like 16 I was like I really want to be in fashion like I wanted to go to like the runway shows I just wanted to be like in fashion week like all of this and they had all these incredible expectations which I feel like everyone does when they decide they want to do fashion when they're like going to uni and then when you yeah. actually go into the role and you realise you're not jetting off to Paris every weekend, it's just <laughs> <laughs> you're crying in the sample cupboard every Monday morning. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, and like not to slate fashion buying because it is like obviously it's such an amazing industry, but the expectations versus reality really hit home, especially when I was out there. Mm. Um, and it was a big decision. It was like to leave fashion, to leave my job, to leave Sweden, leave my whole life as well but it was overhauled by this like feeling that I really wanted more. And I was like, I really want to work for myself and make my own opportunities and my own decisions as well. And when you're working from home as well in like a foreign country, which obviously is like great, I had loads of friends there, but then everything is stripped away from you. Like the office is stripped away from you, like the working culture, the social side that we weren't going out as much. And you're suddenly left with literally working from home and then maybe like a coffee at the weekend. Mm. Things are put into perspective. And I was just like, I don't know. Like that was my focus, you know? Yeah. Was working for yourself something you ever considered before? Or was it something that sort of came off the back of, you know, everything, the pandemic, your experience in buying, et cetera? 
yeah I used to think that people were crazy that started their own business I was like why would you take that risk <laughs> on yourself like working for yourself I just said to Johnny I just said I remember when I started my little accessories business at uni and you were like why are you working for yourself why would you actually want to do that I could never do that I just said to Johnny how funny like things come full 360 don't they and now here you are the businesswoman <laughs> <laughs> And I couldn't go back, but it was literally, it was the working from home, actually, like thinking about it, it was the working from home that I, I did really, really like, mm. like I literally, I mean, I didn't have like a, a proper desk, like when I was literally, when I was living in Sweden, I was sometimes like working from my bed, working from the sofa, and then we had this table with like wooden chairs, which is so oh, bad, gosh. Shit yeah. for like eight hours a day. RIP oh. to your back. Yeah, <laughs> my poor back. <laughs> But I literally was like, I love not going to work. Whereas other people were like craving being in the office. And it's not to say like, I didn't love the office and I loved the employees. But when you're thinking logically, like I really like working from home and not going to the office, then it makes you think actually do I like my like job and like where this is going. And I think some people were like craved being in the office. They've obviously gone on with their nine to fives. And then that made me swerve off to then start my own thing amazing it's such a like it's such a crazy journey because I suppose you would never have known that unless the pandemic had happened yeah like not to be like woohoo we're really grateful for the pandemic but I think so many people have maybe been in your shoes with the whole working from home thing having never considered it before now it's something that they're probably going to do for the rest of their career yeah I think a lot of businesses were born out of the pandemic so it was kind of like I'm kind of grateful for it in that sense So yeah, we were just talking before about the fact that you started up your business in the middle of a global pandemic and quitting your job at H&M, flying back. It's a really brave thing to do. Yeah, and you know what? I never thought of it like that. Like everyone used to say, oh, it's so brave that you went to Sweden and how you like lived there on your own and stuff like that. But because I'd lived in Ibiza and literally I just got on a plane and just like met people there. So I literally just did that again, but obviously with Sweden. So when I left, it was not something that I've not done before. When I started my business, like, and I was actually thinking about this, it doesn't feel like I started it in the pandemic. Like I feel like we've gone so far now that I forget what life is actually like. But because it was all online, I had the opportunity and I was starting from scratch, like in the middle. So it's not like I'd started my business and then we went into the pandemic and all of a sudden, like my clients dropped off and like it was kind of like I knew about it so I could angle my business towards it. So when I first started and I was thinking about niche and like um, when you go into digital marketing, you should really think, who do I want to market for? And in my case, I had that opportunity to pick. So um, when I first started, I went for interior designers because everyone was still doing their homes up. And I went for online interior designers because their business like skyrocketed during the pandemic. So for me to just add to that was kind of easy. Um, so in that respect, it doesn't it didn't feel like super daunting because I already knew it was happening. But I think to outsiders, they would have been like, oh, my God, I can't believe you took that risk um, to, to do that and to leave your job. But for me, like and also because I was still on my very starting wage at H&M, the risk I was taking was a lot smaller than if someone was to leave like a real like mid to high level job 
for me, I was like, I can replace that income, but only because the income was super replaceable. So it's like, that also reduced the risk for me. Mm. What kind of made you think, right, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to just go into digital, first of all. Why digital? Why paid ads? Yeah, so it honest answer is TikTok. Oh my God. Really? I swear. Like, anyone that starts a side hustle, don't tell me you didn't do it because you, were you weren't influenced by TikTok. <laughs> you were. <laughs> you saw a TikTok. Someone said they started as a side hustle. Now they're doing so well. That was literally me. And when I was in Sweden, like, so I actually started thinking about this, um, like, last August, like, August 2020. I basically um, was going to think about other things. So I started off, like, looking into, like, Forex, crypto, um, and, like, like financial stuff, okay. thinking that was the answer. And then I was like, actually, this is, like, so overwhelming and not at all interesting. So... I then saw this TikTok um, account. I don't want to name drop him, but basically this marketer um, and he did like digital marketing, but like content marketing. So he does like organic Instagram and uh, grows people's like socials with their content, stuff like that. And like maybe emails as well. So I was like, okay, this is like sparked the interest. And I was thinking maybe I'll do that. And then I also have an Amazon FBA business. So I also then thought that was the answer. And I, we started that last October. So then I was actually going to pursue that when I, when I left my job. And actually, when I did leave Sweden, that was the plan. I was going to come back and do my Amazon business with my family. Is that like drop shipping? No, it's when you like literally you buy stuff from wholesale and then you send it in to FBA warehouse um so it's like they buy the real products from amazon from a wholesaler it's slightly different oh i've seen adverts for that exactly and do you know where i got the the idea <laughs> tiktok the marketeer was marketed too the irony in it yeah Yay. i know it's like a full circle <laughs> moment yeah so so talk to us a bit about what a day-to-day -day life is like doing what you do now so it's literally different every single day like no day looks the same. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I actually have a business partner called Caitlin. So we founded the business together. So typically me and her will always have a catch up at some point during the day. And then that will kind of set the tone for the day so we can decide what we're going to do. But normally always I'll have some kind of like Zoom calls. So sometimes it'll be a sales call with a potential client, which I had yesterday and today. Sometimes it'll involve a client catch up as well to keep them in the loop, make sure that they're happy. And then obviously the ads management as well, like market research. So one of our clients is bringing out a new collection. So we've like refreshed her ads and like put them into Facebook ads manager and put those ads live for her. And then other than that, it might just be like admin tasks. So we obviously need to like reach out to businesses and see if they're interested in our services. And likewise, they reach out to us. So then it will be a process. So it's a nice balance between kind of keeping up to date with the current clients you've got, but also bringing in new clients. I always will try and do something on my Instagram every day as well. Like just keep people updated and that will also like help bring new clients in as well. So every day is pretty different. Yesterday was like, I had like six or seven Zoom calls. Today I've had like three, but tomorrow I have none. So Tomorrow will be a nice catch-up day. Yeah, really different, really different. 
I don't know how you keep on top of your Instagram. I feel like you're always posting things. I just don't know how you do it. Yeah. For anyone that's not seen it, go and check out Charlotte's Instagram because it is so good. Like I'm obsessed with all of the reels and the videos that you do. They're so informative. Yeah, they're really accessible because for, for somebody like me who's, I've never really studied marketing or the kind of like that side of any sort of business, not let alone fashion. So I don't really understand all the terminology because there there is so much like, abbreviation and like terms and processes and things that I just don't know but your reels are so easy to understand that I get it like I understand what you mean and it makes me want to like I don't have a business but it makes me want to use your service (laughs) and that's me (laughs) but even for me like obviously I work in digital marketing but the other side of it so like emails and app I don't really do anything in my day-to-day job with paid ads so it's so interesting to me like seeing when you put like even on your stories like clients results and things the return on of investment yeah that's impressive yeah I'm so glad you said that (laughs) (laughs) no honestly we're not just gassing you up we genuinely find it really interesting yeah no it's brilliant we'll put Charlotte's Instagram handle in the description below as well so you can go and check her out So I guess we spoke quite a lot about obviously working for yourself, starting the business. What would be your favourite thing or your favourite things about working for yourself? Oh, there's, do you know what? There's so many. I just love it. Oh, <laughs> oh that is that is really nice to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, obviously there's so many pets. Like I get to literally wake up and I work where I live. Like, and I love working from home. I know not everyone does, but I literally love it because I just you just choose your day and then also the fact that I schedule my day like like I was saying like yesterday obviously was quite like cool heavy but I have always been super sociable and like meeting new people and like meeting new clients and our clients we have like based in the US Canada and Australia I'm like ticking off all the countries Like, it's so funny because we took on those clients before we took on a UK-based client. So we literally, like, will communicate with people from, like, all different areas. So even though it's over Zoom, like, I get to meet so many, like, interesting people from, like, different backgrounds as well because we have clients in different areas. So um, I also love that. But also I think that one of the things that struck me the most, like, possibly only like recently was there's so much that I want to do in life and now it feels like it actually was in within reach whereas before I was like I could never do that I could never I don't know go abroad or like work on my laptop and have that lifestyle but I'm thinking maybe actually if I continue how it's going like the the, the opportunities that are in my mind for me like just it's so exciting so yeah. They're not favourite things right now, but I think in the future when I ha- do have a bit more freedom and like it, I'm like the business is older, then it will like just keep changing. And like no day is the same either. So you just, you never get bored. Yeah, absolutely. So talking of the future, what do you see being the end goal or like what's the dream for your business? Where do you hope for it to be in like five, 10 years time? Well, I was actually discussing this with like my business partner, Caitlin yesterday because that's what we're starting to think about like what are our goals for the end of this year what are our goals for like next year and things change so quickly like a lot has changed like in the last two weeks for our business so our Mm. goals will change like so frequently but 
ideally like we would absolutely love to grow this to like a like multi-million pounds agency like a seven figure agency basically which we hope you know with the growth could be like in the next five years amazing that's insane (laughs) that is insane that you've literally been going for what nine months yeah eight months to be able to project that growth yeah it's it's actually crazy so i basically started my own agency and then did that up until may hit like a major roadblock was like not very happy it's so strange the difference now to back then like i was really thinking i don't know how i'm gonna do this like and have my own business but then when i partnered with caitlin we incorporated our new business literally in june and we're like at the end of september and we're on track to hit like hopefully like multi six figures before the end of the year. That is so good. Hopefully that for the agency. Um, and we want like a full team as well. Like hopefully like a nice remote team. No offices, offices aren't in my dream. <laughs> it's not allowed yeah <laughs> we really want our own brand as well like an online e-commerce brand like product wow. based not entirely sure what the product will be but i think next year we'll start to think about that so that would also be like a huge huge goal to hit if we could start our own econ brand because we're marketers we could literally like caitlin could build my website and i we can market the ads like it would literally make so much sense. So that is like a big, big goal. Definitely. It's like something that you can put your own spin on it. So I guess when you've got all clients, they've already got their own their own kind of products, their own niches. So you'd be able to make something really your own. That's so exciting. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see where we are in five to 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you on The Apprentice. <laughs> You'll be in the on the other side of the desk. <laughs> You'll be there where Karen is. <laughs> literally, I'll replace her. Karen and Claude eat your heart out. (laughs) Like speaking of your amazing growth and your really exciting kind of end goals, what would be some advice for anybody who's like been inspired listening to this chat or thinking they want to start their own business? Um, And I guess also what's something that you wish someone had told you before? Oh God, there's so much. Like obviously before I started this agency, I was thinking of like loads of different ideas I could do. So definitely do your research. When I was going into Digital Martin and actually the way that I decided on Facebook ads was from literally, I think I spent a month binge watching YouTube videos, like of all these people that had had their agencies. And obviously it's very influential when when you're on YouTube, like they have courses and stuff. So they are like selling to you, but I learned so much because I was like, do I do Facebook marketing? Do I do Instagram? Do I do organic or content or affiliate marketing? Like there's so much you can do. Um, but for me, Facebook ads stuck and it, it's like something you can measure. It generates revenue. One of the most rewarding things is like when I do share those results on Instagram, that is someone's business that we've added revenue to. Me, that was like where I was so interested and like, but that's why I went down that path. So definitely try and research something that you're really interested in before you go forwards and spend money on like a course because the courses that we've invested in were like quite investments and so it's lucky that well not lucky but obviously I've done my research to then know that's what I want to do and so yeah definitely do that and also like niche down as well like try and focus on one thing for at least like three to six months because now what I do and who the people that I like clients I have now is totally different to what I started with but that's kind of slowed me down a little bit along the way 
Um, and like going from that also like just try and stick it out. Like the first three to six months are like the hardest months like ever because you're adjusting to like working for yourself. Like you're trying to get yourself off the ground. Like if you went into service space like I have, like getting your first client is just like the hardest slug. But then once you have that momentum, like now mm. I'm going into my ninth month-ish, um, that has picked up so much. And now it kind of is like, everything's moved in like a circular motion, like things just come in and the network as well. That's another thing, network as much as you can, because you just don't know who's gonna refer you or speak to you or like bring an opportunity. Like for example, this, like it all comes through networking. so build your network really soon mm. and when someone said that to me before I started and like when I was even looking for jobs I was like I can't network like I'm not going to I just don't understand people just meet people but actually like marketing yourself and like me having my Instagram and even just on LinkedIn as well your network does expand and you start to kind of like people will reward you for it for example two of our clients last week were referrals people oh, literally wow. said would you like like I have this friend or like um, I have this client who who I can't fulfill if it's not. And I do the same as well. Like I will refer people that come to me that aren't suited. So you don't know where yeah. that is going to like pay you back. And when you're starting your own business as well, you don't know who you're going to meet. Yeah. We've spoken about this a lot on the podcast, like either between ourselves or with the guests. And everyone says that no matter what line of work you're in what you're doing how high up you are in your field it is so important to bear in mind that you never know who you're going to meet and who what opportunities they might be able to bring to you like either on the way up or on the way down and it i think it's so valuable to reinforce that point because it is it is so important and like you said you know you didn't think you could network because you thought it was this like skill that you have to do, but really it's just like, you know, me having genuine connections and yeah, like building those relationships personable. with people and, and nurturing yeah. them as well. And it's, once you get into that flow, I don't think it's too difficult to do, especially not with like social media now and keeping in touch. Mm. Yeah, networking is literally like part of my day to day now because network isn't, networking isn't necessarily like literally going to like a job event and it's not even necessarily LinkedIn and linked in as well like obviously that is a huge part of it and I, that's how obviously a lot of people find their jobs these days but my Instagram as well is like my portfolio it's like how people will message me pretty much every single day and it'll either be like another marketer and then I'll obviously meet them and I was actually gonna um do like um, a master class or like something as well and partner with someone else and collaborate as well because that is going to broaden my audience into their audience and likewise so even like having an Instagram like even if you don't work for yourself and using that as a portfolio it could be so beneficial like I know people now that I followed for like since this when I started it back in Feb um, that freelance and also now have a full-time job but they still keep their um their personal brand and their Instagram going because it's still like a network as well and they're kind of mm. being able to spread it between like LinkedIn and Instagram sometimes people don't think of it like that and sometimes think people will think like oh I can't create like a reel because it's cringy but actually that is how my network has grown like because you get so much more reach and you don't even have to 
be selling something, you can still do it and get your name out there. I think as well, yours probably mm. grows so much from, like Johnny and I were saying, the knowledge that you get from it. You're literally giving people free information. And I think that's something you like I get from when I network with people like I want to learn things I want to network with people maybe who um are in a similar field to me but in an area that I don't really know a lot about that I can teach them about my area and they can teach me and like it's always so beneficial um from both sides when you network it's so important do you think that like anything to do with like your fashion background helped you with that because we always mm. say and kind of joke a bit tongue-in-cheek but it, it does ring true like fashion is a lot about who you know and like being able to network and get your way get mm. your foot in the door that way do you think that had anything to play in like your ability to do that or has that just sort of been the thing that you've always been able to do yeah probably and also like that also gave me confidence as well it also grows as well like when mm. I first first started back in like Jan Feb I was like oh my god I'm never gonna put my face on screen I'm never gonna post a story I was so scared and I was like everyone's gonna laugh at me because I'm gonna do this Instagram but do you know what half of the clients that we work with now have found me through one of my reels so if anyone's literally listens to this and thinking I don't want to post a reel like and the meeting I had today is from a reel like it literally it just has done me so many favors and there's so many people being left behind that just aren't doing it yeah it's mad because people love it like it breaks that wall down between like you being this like business owner this you know this like spreadsheet or whatever it makes you a person and people love that and especially now obviously not to talk about the, pa the pandemic all over again but we haven't been seeing people we've not been going into offices and having those meetings with people and face-to-face -face conversations so i think if more people took that approach it would be, I don't know, it would it would change things so much, wouldn't it? Like, think of how businesses would be in 10 years' time if everybody did that, if there was that kind of, like, fun aspect to it. I think even, like, Johnny and I both started jobs in the pandemic, and, you know, when you join a Teams call and people have got their cameras on, even seeing somebody and, like, rather mm. than just, like, typical phone calls, because I feel like the pandemic has made a lot of people do more video calls than just, mm. like picking up a desk phone and and not really seeing the person interacting with them yeah and it's so funny because when I was like working back in Sweden and everything was over teams I never put my camera on and I was like so afraid to put myself on camera right but now I do 100% of our new client calls and I literally love it if the other person's not get their camera on I'm like can you put your camera on please yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like such an interaction and, and I'm yeah. and my confidence has grown mm. so much and that also has come from like being on Instagram and networking I actually think that now after the pandemic your network is how you stand out and I think if you don't do that versus when we, me and when I guess when we all first got like our jobs like the ASOS internship you literally just applied but it didn't matter if you were on LinkedIn or like anything mm. but I think now that everyone's looking for so much more it's like what four years on yeah I don't know if I could get that job again <laughs> just by applying yeah no it's mad isn't it I remember having that chat we went to like a talk didn't we on like setting up a LinkedIn yes. profile and I think I had it or I, I had it already but there was people that didn't and that would Hi. just never happen now. Like it's it is so much about having that profile, having like your CV, not 
not on a piece of paper but in like a format that's easily accessible to so many people it's crazy isn't it how much things have changed linkedin's actually mad isn't it when you think how linkedin works i don't know anything about linkedin ads but when i left the test center i put a post up maybe it was to do with i don't know if i hashtagged or something i'm going off on a tangent here but i've got a point to this and i got like thirty-five thousand views on my post it's mad and it came up with like all these interactions and i was like oh my god and then i got loads of requests and like people to build my network with and i thought even just posting and showing a bit more of my personality has encouraged that platform to grow and got all these new contacts so i think just definitely putting yourself mm-hmm. out there and LinkedIn is such a powerful tool for doing that yeah I need to do that more because that happens like one of my friends as well his LinkedIn post just went viral and I don't think that was really like something that people considered could happen Mm. I need to move my success of reels on Instagram over to LinkedIn and actually be able to do both Mm. because I think that if that were to happen like the opportunities it's just incredible it's hard though isn't it doing social media because there are so many sites and each site has such a different profile of like how information is shared and who's on it and the demographics so like how do you obviously doing social media and and marketing through that I know you specialize in Facebook but how do you like manage those changes between each platform because it is like so difficult yeah do you know what it is like an ongoing thing when I first started I was like I'm gonna make my Instagram I'm gonna make a Pinterest I'm gonna post on Facebook I'm gonna post on LinkedIn and quickly learned that actually that was just so much and you just can't do all at once Mm. I for me because I so like because we specialize in Facebook and Instagram ads it makes sense for me to market myself on Instagram but I think every day I should be on TikTok. I should be making TikTok videos as well. And so you do get this like FOMO with like other platforms and I definitely do get it. But I think that you just have to choose the one that's most relevant to you and then just stick with that. And then once you've nailed it, then Mm. you can just kind of duplicate it over. Because sometimes I'll post my Instagram caption onto LinkedIn and it will make sense. But then I could also post my reels over on TikTok, which I don't do. So I'm still guilty of it. But um, like, for example, when we start to expand into other platforms, it's another thing that we kind of uh, um, maybe like like suffering with or not suffering, struggling with is how are we going to then be able to market ourselves that we're going to do like Pinterest ads and TikTok ads and Google ads or which platform do you choose first to then run ads on because there's so much. So it depends where it like if it's going to benefit you the other way around which platform is going to get your name out the most so just stick to one that you're good at and then once that's nailed expand out rather than me and johnny trying to almost (laughs) self-combusting the amount of social media platforms that we're trying to start in one go i know maybe um i can give you a call off off here and we can discuss (laughs) yeah we'll pick this up after (laughs) yeah Oh, because we're actually, I can't believe how quickly this has gone. We're actually coming up to the last bit of the chat. And we always ask all of our guests a couple of questions that are sample covered related. Um, And the first one is, what are the must-haves that you always have in your bag and what are the things you never leave the house without? 
I'm so boring with this. I pretty much get on the train every weekend. So when I get on the train, I always take my laptop, which sounds terrible, but it is the life of a business owner. I cannot, I just get paranoid. Needs must, hon. Yeah, so it always, it comes in a little laptop bag with me. I can't leave without earphones either. I cannot stand being on public transport without earphones. <laughs> You know what? I listen to the podcast so much on the train. Oh, I love that. I really love that. Another question that we ask all of our guests in true sample cupboard style. What is one item in your wardrobe that just makes you feel amazing? Okay, so I have two. Okay. We'll allow it. <laughs> my first one is my O-Poly jeans. O-Poly jeans. Oh my God. I just need to share this with the listeners that if you don't have a pair of O-Poly jeans, go and buy them. They are so flattering. Are these the ones that you're always wearing on Instagram? Because I do always think, how has she found a pair of jeans that fit so well? Is there a certain style? Like, what's the style? So they just brought out a new collection of jeans. So literally, like, I need to go and buy some. Um, but these ones are, like, petite. That's why I love them so much, because they're petite. And oh. I'm five foot nothing. So the fact that they cater for petite and they have a little split hem and they're just so nice. You'll see them, like, just choose your favourite pair on the website. They're all good. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm going to get on this. I didn't expect this contender in the market. I know. And, and every time I do an order from them, I know I'm going to keep 100% of it. So I have to be really careful because the fit is just amazing. And the second thing, those cross halter neck tops. Oh my God. Again, if anyone doesn't own one, get one. Also, Opoly. The top. Yeah, the top. Honestly, it's all I wear. All my Instagram or my personal Instagram is the crossbody in the jeans. I've just got a whole new outfit here that I need to immediately go and buy. Oh, Charlotte, it's been so good chatting to you. I'll say. Thank you so much. It's been so nice to catch up. Honestly, so nice. Just remind us of your Instagram handles before you go. What? Where can where can the listeners get at you? Where can we watch all of these lovely reels and content that you've been putting out? Yes, so my digital Instagram is at Charlotte Develop Digital. So it's super easy to remember. Yeah, thank you so much for chatting. And you'll have to come back on and update us on your business because it sounds so exciting and congrats again on how successful it's been i'm, I'm really really pleased thank with you. you yeah good luck with everything and we'll speak to you soon yeah speak to you soon bye that was so so lovely honestly i feel like i've just well i have just been catching up with an old friend lovely yeah we was just we we said we've literally not spoken in three years so that was the first time i'm hearing all of that apart from like the odd bit that i've seen on instagram and on, i cannot even tell you how like pleased i am for her because she's put in so much work and in such a short space of time that business has just grown exponentially so it's amazing to see what she's done and what like hard work and really following your passions can do like she's living proof that going for what you want and taking that risk can really pay off it's so impressive and definitely a really inspiring story yeah absolutely um like i really hope that you guys enjoyed that just as much as as we did because that was so fab thank you so much again to charlotte for coming on she is at charlotte developed digital on instagram and the social so you can get at her on there but we'll put her details in the in the notes anyway we will be back in a couple of weeks few weeks with another episode for you guys so uh stay tuned keep an eye on the socials for all of our updates at the sample cupboard and we will speak to you soon thank you guys see you soon bye thank you to alex at render music for all the tracks on the show we'll put his details in the show notes below